They were hoofing Schneef. They were doing dick dingers. <laughs> Yahoo! Misa name Jaja Binks. My the most famous gungan in all of the Naboo. Used to listen to the Three Sheets to the Mouse podcast. It's the biggest bombad podcast in all of the galaxy. Mine thinks keep you the younglings away from it. These guys no good. Just like in the prequels. <laughs> Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared, be free, free. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 168 of Three Sheets of the Mouse. We're the podcast that likes to focus on the adult side of Disney, from the parks to movies to the dining. We'll cover everything Disney has to offer, including their drinks. I'm Mikey, and tonight I'm joined by three guys that know how to step in time. Tim? Who let these new guys in here? Uh, well, the new guy, well, I mean, uh, the, the Baja men, I think, are the ones responsible for letting <laughs> the dogs in. Uh, some of the new guys, one of the new guys, we have a uh, potential new host and... Maria Miller's husband, Todd. Howdy. Howdy. That's what we got. That's what we got. You get. You only get one shot. You not miss your chance. Wait, wait. Let me. Let, nope. me, let me put a little check mark there. Okay. Good. Yeah. Howdy. Okay. I told and Maria. Also, I said. I told her like the, the, what makes me the most nervous is what Mikey's gonna do for opening, and I'm gonna sit there like a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, you know what? You didn't let well, her down. Glad you lived up to your expectations. As long as you continue following your notes, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> Wait, we need notes? Uh, no, we don't do show notes around here. And our other hopeful host, the soul that's actually responsible for tonight's topic, Jeremy Ooh. Theodore Logan. So do the beating start now, or is that later? Uh, we'll in the just podcast? have all the same hate mail sent to your email address that you provided. Oh, okay, perfect. Actually, I, I imagine it'll probably take place during. That way, we get a natural, raw response <laughs> and reaction from you. Uh, so tonight, go ahead, make yourself, and I'ma let you finish. And let's enjoy the adult side of Disney together. Todd, you want to guess what's in the "I'ma let you finish"? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Um. I don't know. That's uh, Kanye, right? So it, it, it is. It is a drink that was created in homage to Kanye West and um, Taylor Swift's uh, acceptance speech at the MTV VMAs. So, uh, uh, not a Kanye fan, so I would imagine uh, pig shit. I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm not okay. Not, I would guess like even... uh, maybe some Hennessy and then some White Claw. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Seltzer water. No, actually, I see. I see where you're going, Tim. But actually, this has nothing to do with with Taylor Swift. Uh, you're gonna have one part Hennessy, one part Alize Red Passion liqueur, one part Alize Gold Passion liqueur, Uh-oh. a splash of cranberry juice, and then you'll top it with soda water. You take a hurricane glass, fill it with ice, and then you add in your Hennessy. Your Alizés, throw your splash of cranberry juice, and then top it with uh, with soda, 
and a slice of pineapple for garnish. And that is the I'ma let you finish. I, I've actually had that drink in the 80s, but well, not 80s, in the 90s. I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> but instead of soda water, it was Sprite. But it was the Hennessy? Yeah. And the Alizé? Uh-huh. Alizé was big in the 90s. Man, you are from <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Was well, it actually that um, bad? I, hey, if it's good enough for Yeezy, it's good <laughs> enough for Meezy. I don't think that's saying it's a whole like lot. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> no, it's not. I know. I've seen his shoes. <laughs> the, 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 and his and his wife. The taste didn't. You know, he's he he he's a troubled young man trying to find his place in the world. <laughs> but that award should have gone to Beyonce. <laughs> She did have the best video of the year. That was all about the Lafway, I believe, that year. But that's funny for those that know. For those that don't, look it up on YouTube and then thank me later. Uh, Tim, what are you drinking tonight? You, you keep putting it up, and I, I swear it's hitting you hard. No, it's not. I'm good. Uh, well, okay. I, I was pre-gaming with a haze charmer. <laughs> Trug's haze okay. charmer. That finished before we started recording, and now I've got some Blantons. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Nice. Must be nice to find that in the wild. It was actually sent to me. I didn't ever, I haven't found it in a while in over a year, and somebody had sent me a bottle. So, who sent you a bottle? Must be nice was to it, know a horse thief. Was it the uh, Pizza Fry King of yes. Massachusetts or New Hampshire? Yep. <laughs> New Hampshire, yeah. Same place I got my bottle. <laughs> a store pick? Uh, no, I don't think mine's a store yeah, pick. Yeah, mine's a store pick. Mine was a store pick. Maybe it is. I haven't honestly I haven't taken it out of the bag. I haven't, I haven't, uh, haven't opened yeah. it yet. Mine's almost finished. Letting it age. I'm trying oh, to man, hold off. Keep, I'm trying you... not to open it until I have a backup <laughs> bottle, which is. If you keep uh, your horse in the stable, Todd, it's never going to run free. I've um, been married for like I 40 years. I playing that game. I, oh, I buy it, I drink it. I stopped playing that game. That's why we can never yeah. collect anything. You're entirely right. <laughs> yep, you're entirely right. Jeremy, what have you got? Uh, I got a little, little sweet water 420, extra pale ale right now and then uh for when i finish this one i have another one and then when i finish that one i got some knob creek you guys are very I, ambitious with you thinking this is going to be a two beer and a whiskey episode <laughs> well i'm already done with the first beer oh, okay maybe i just haven't drank with you before and i think mm -hmm. that i think that's probably this is a litmus test folks <laughs> todd I have a Schofferhofer and some gin from a local distillery. It's not my usual gin, but they've been out of it forever. So Because they're making sanitizer. They absolutely 100% are making hand sanitizer. $41 a gallon. Awesome. Um, yeah, so one of, my, uh, one of my employees was going up towards State College, home of the Penn State Nittany Lions, and went to Hungry Run, and I gave her some cash to pick me up... Uh, bottle of gin and some salted caramel bourbon cream so Ooh. probably sounds like something good for your coffee <laughs> it's very good in my coffee also every morning kind of sounds like betas <laughs> yeah it's not it's not super sweet like it, i could probably just drink it over ice comfortably i mean i've got some salted caramel schnapps that i can drink out of the bottle comfortably but that's because much like Kanye, yeah, I, I don't have no standards. <laughs> as long as you don't start drinking uh, bitters out of the bottle, then you're all right. I don't have any bitters. I got some simple syrup, though. Well, that hey, gives me drunk. Desperate times. 
<laughs> we know a guy, Jeremy. We know a guy that's been there. <laughs> hey, I was in college once. <laughs> well, I'm having some uh, some bottom shelf whiskey mixed with a Diet Dr. Pepper. I'm just doing some whiskey and soda right now. It's uh, Benchmark Old Number 8, if anyone's wondering. It is not spectacular, but it is actually for $18 a... Uh, drinkable a liter it's it's a lot better than some of that twenty dollar for a 750 stuff that you can get it's it's better than rebel yell yeah i know but it's i think it's actually a little better than evan williams so Mm, i don't think i've even had evan williams it's you know what it's 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 not it's not bad this isn't a bad mixer at all and i'm i have no problem sitting in the back porch drinking it yeah and then trying to find the door to get back inside the house (laughs) <laughs> okay so yes we have some uh, some new voices tonight and uh these are two gentlemen that are in the running to be maybe <clears throat> one of our next hosts they're one of 13 or they're two of 13 see it's already hit Lucky. me guys they're two oh. of 13 uh looking to become our next host so we're we thought hey let's uh run them through the grunt i mean let's just let them sit in tonight and uh, see how they how they handle hosting with the likes of Tim and myself. Um, Adam is on assignment, <laughs> so can't tell us it's secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's 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 working with uh, the guy from Wyoming. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're all again missing Disney, but it's getting closer. To, uh, to go time, I think. And we wanted to just try to remember some of the stuff that, that Disney has that maybe we've forgotten, overlooked, or just didn't know about. And this was uh, Jeremy's uh, idea uh, tonight. And, and we're going to just talk a little, a little music because he dabbles. Um, you know, I Disney World has got lots of uh, live performers from springs to the resorts to the parks they're they're everywhere and and some of the most well-known uh performances and certainly ones we've talked about here before uh, you got the voices of liberty everybody's favorite yeehaw bob and um obviously the the british revolution that uh, performs over there in epcot and there are others but they rotate more because disney likes to keep certain areas fresh like you never know who's going to be on the stage in canada you know, <laughs> um, could, be, could just be a moose one of these days. Yeah, it, I'm it, sure. It be, it, yeah, it could be Martin be moose okay with that. doing karaoke. These are huge. Uh, and, and then <laughs> Disney does tip. You know, they they acts don't always last very long, and they get cut when you least expect it, like Mo Rockin. So um, you've all obviously you've got you know resorts, the boardwalk area. They've got their own bands. They've got the, the dueling piano bars and stuff like that. And what all of these uh, type of acts have in common is they've got a vocalist. Uh, tonight, though, we wanted to look at the instrumental acts that you can find, you know, throughout Disney World. And we're going to just leave the words behind and focus on the more technical acts that, that you can come across there uh, in Disney World's history. So uh, most of the uh, musicians and musical formers musical performers really aren't around any longer in a lot of um, you know the, the acts we're going to cover tonight and Disney does like to, to cut stuff like that to save money sometimes and keep entertainment rotating but that doesn't mean that they aren't fondly remembered so tonight we're going to get started and find out actually what Jeremy has for us since uh, this is his fault anyways 
<laughs> cool, yeah. Uh, so I did the Main Street Philharmonic, which if you don't know, um, shame on you. But also it's the uh, marching band that you see down on, well, in Magic Kingdom around Main Street mainly, uh, that comes out a couple times a day and does their performances. They also play the flag retreat and stuff. So um, I'll read you what uh, Disney describes them as on their main website because it's got some, some fun language in it. And this is a, not, not bad language, but uh, so it starts with drum roll, trumpet call, marching down the street, clad in brightly colored uniforms. This 12 piece brass and percussion ensemble is a sight to behold. Performing old-school marches, big band hits, and familiar classics with their high-flying harmonics, this band is a crowd-pleasing favorite with guests. Listen for songs like Take Me Out to the Ball Game, 76 Trombones, and Alexander's Ragtime Band. When the band is ready to exit, they usually play the Mickey Mouse Club March. They even take requests, so make yours before they march away. I haven't seen them take many requests, but I have seen, you know, in more in-the-know guests or something uh, come up with something. Uh, usually they know a bunch of the Disney tunes, but someone will try to throw some like jazz tune at them, and most of the time they can play it. So do they know OPP? Um, do what? Do they know OPP? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the drummers and the tuba player could play it. Um, Good enough I'm for gonna... me. Would they be down with OPP? <laughs> Other people's percussion? You know they are. Yeah, you have to be. Um, I'm in a unique position down here with, with my current job, which is where I teach high school band, where I get to meet a lot of the performers and stuff, either in the parks or just around town. Um, my uh, realtor that actually just sold me my house was actually in Future Core back in the late 80s and throughout most of the 90s for 14 years. So um, he got me in touch with uh, one, of the, the current, one of the current drummers for Main Street Philharmonic, and I got to talk to him a little bit. Uh, his name's Landon Baker. Uh, just a little background on him. Because uh, he's a big kind of drummer guy at Disney World. Uh, he's the full-time percussionist with the band. He also is a drummer, uh, an on-call drummer with Lanuba for four years. Uh, if you don't know, Lanuba was the Cirque du Soleil show that was at uh, Disney Springs before they closed to reopen with Drawn to Life. Um, he was also, if you've been to Oga's Cantina, he was a studio drummer on two of the tracks on uh, uh, Rex's playlist, uh, Aluga Who and Muli Ra. Oh God, I love Muli Ra. That's so great. Noodles. <laughs> I didn't know they had names. Um, I didn't either. Yeah. Oh, you can no, you can get his playlist on Apple Music and Spotify and stuff too. No, no, I can't. Like as first first time I went there, I had to get it. Uh, but it was Todd, awesome. Todd's He's too busy also... going through his baseline playlist to worry about. <laughs> Uh, he's drawn for a bunch of other things, uh, Wonderful World of Animation at Hollywood Studios. He was at the dedication ceremony for the new Runaway Railway and a bunch of other shows and stuff around Disney. He's also a drummer for Barnum & Bailey for two years, too, which is a pretty crazy thing. Now, hang uh, on. So just... hang, hang on. Hang on. Because this is how we do this. We interrupt. So slow down there, Slick. Yeah, yeah. A drummer for Barnum & Bailey. Isn't that just doing yes. a drum roll? You would think that, but I would. The, <laughs> that, the, that was the question. Yeah, circus <laughs> question. Yeah, circus, circus drummers are some of the craziest drum set players I've ever seen because they're all, most all the tunes are super fast, and they're kind of that upbeat, like you know, it's circus circus stuff. Um, if you know circus marches, if you're a band geek like I am, circus marches are always fast marches and quick and stuff. So, being a drummer, especially for Barnum and Bailey uh, before they closed, rest in peace. Uh, is sh like the dude can play <laughs> basically, but yeah, church or church, um, circus bands, uh, 
all that background music. Like they do their drum rolls and stuff. I mean, it's like if you've seen Cirque du Soleil, they do the same stuff, but drum rolls for all the big things. But all that stuff is the clowns are running out and going crazy real fast and all, all that fast music. That's live. Uh, oh. People don't, they usually hide the band away or in something or behind, you know, because they don't want to be out there with animals. I obviously. really think that every circus that's came through Arkansas, that shit has been pre recorded. But it well it depends. I know. I mean, if it's a smaller I, I one, yeah. This, but like Barnum and Bailey, it was always a live band. We we said uh, uh, the last circus come through here set up in our um, mall parking lot, and I shit you not, the Shetland ponies got loose in the middle of the night, ran out onto the main street, <laughs> and one of them got hit by a car. I got a friend of oh, mine geez. who was who was leaving the store across the street from at the stopping light and got his phone out because the. The, the, the main street in Arkansas was just covered with about a half a dozen little ass horses. <laughs> and, <laughs> little Sebastians. It was it was so freaking <laughs> hilarious. I mean, obviously it's not funny when a horse gets hit by a car. Uh, yeah. At that be- stopping light. <laughs> yeah. Because because it's just like, how do you explain that to fucking flow at Progressive? <laughs> Send Jamie out I here. I got one for him, Flo. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your number two, because I, I just to, I, I just number one in my pants. Insurance. <laughs> I need that need that horse and that that circus animal coverage on my my. Uh, policy, do I have please. a do I have a hoof policy on my insurance? <laughs> I just okay. Carry on. I'm ignorant. So anyway, um, so yeah, I just uh, uh, got with them today and asked them asked them basically about the history of the group. Um, I don't know if anyone else is like that, but I mean, most people know the Disneyland band, a Disneyland that's been around for years and years and years. Uh, they also have the All American College Band out there, which is kind of a, a precursor to being in the Disneyland band for a lot of people. So I thought Main Street Philharmonic had been around since the park opened, like at least 20, 30, maybe even, you know, since day one. They had a marching start... band for day one, so it makes sense to assume, Jeremy. Yeah. And but they didn't start uh, the Main Street Philharmonic until 2000. Um, wow! According to yeah, according to Landon, um, he said uh, before Main Street Philharmonic started, they had a couple of groups. Um, there was the Tomorrowland Countdown and the Main Street Philharmonic originally. Uh, the Tomorrowland Countdown was the same size ensemble. The ensemble is always 12 people. Main, Main Street Philharmonic's 12 people, um, but the percussion section was split up with a bass guitar a drum set and a keyboard so they obviously couldn't move with a drum set and you know keyboard and stuff like that uh bass guitarists and the keyboards would switch over to the bass drum and the rack player to in uh when they would ever play with the main street philharmonic sets um the original idea for the main street philharmonic was that members would act like citizens of main street and then kind of flash mob it eventually they line up together and perform on Main Street, like kind of come out of nowhere with instruments and like grab a drum from behind a food cart or something like that. Uh, and then they would just kind of make their way around the hub and perform different sets for a few minutes at a time. Um, obviously, that's not quite what they do now. They make a big show of marching out and doing all their stuff. Um, said it was started by Ralph Wilder and Chris Owen. Uh, Chris is actually still their show director to this day, so he's been with the group now for 20 years. Um, but yeah, the main reason they, they kind of did away with Tomorrowland Countdown was they just weren't, like I said, they weren't portable. It was supposed to resemble kind of a dancing marching band but with a rhythm section that stood still. So like I said, the drum set, the bass can't move and they could dance around, but you're not really picking up a drum set and walking around. 
Uh, so they just kind of dissolved that and just merged it all into the Main Street Philharmonic set. And, um, you know, he said they're still asked to do some casual things for different events because it's so easy to use because they can pretty much go anywhere on property. Like they're not uh, just tied down to Magic Kingdom. They can go and play at any of the resorts and go to another park if they wanted to. Um, I asked them kind of what the audition process was like because Disney, especially um, the instrumental auditions um, for something like this or like Jamiters or something like that is very different. Usually you would post an open call to the public for auditions like that. And Disney doesn't really do that. They usually start you with something else, uh, whether it's playing, um, you know, just a little drum set thing in one of the, you know, bands in Canada or something like that, even if you're not really Canadian. Uh, but uh, he said it was a little different for him because he was kind of already in the company. And uh, they also have subs too that can audition. Um, he only got asked to come to the callback. He didn't have to come to the, the first part. Uh, he plays the mainly plays the bass drum part, so he was playing some grooves with the full-time snare drummer um, alongside with one of the full-time sousaphone players. So they might have actually done down with OPP at that time. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> uh, he also had to play snare drum too to show that he could handle playing the snare drum parts as well. Um, they uh, one of the things he mentions, and this is you know again from a musical standpoint, is usually in marching bands each section i mean you want to play as a as a unit but like each section of a, a marching percussion group is slightly different um with parts that might complement each other but not super like you know be complementary of each other if that makes sense um but he says the, their job is to be like a drum set with the main street philharmonic so they have to be like their grooves and stuff have to fit in right with each other with what the snare drums playing bass drums playing all that so they got to sound like one person playing it as they move around and you know dance and do all that stuff um and hit their tambourines and woodblocks that they have too uh <laughs> um he said uh in relation to kind of other auditions um they usually send you an email let you know that it's coming up and the sign up uh you know and then you go and sit in a waiting area and all that but it wasn't really like that with him um they'll you know ask you to sight read which is where they put music in front of you you've never seen before and you have to play it for them um and then uh you know, from there he got the job basically because, like I said, he's a damn good drummer. Uh, and then I asked him kind of what a typical day was. Um, so he says, you know, they get cast parking, blah blah blah, go backstage, clock in, and then they warm up, and then they do six shows a day, um, weather permitting, of course. Uh, there's always four street sets. They're always in at least one parade, and then they always do the flag retreat. Um, but he said it can vary, you know, sometimes a parade might be called because of weather, so they'll try to go out for another street set later, so that they get their, their full time in. Again, they are full time employees with benefits. Uh, they're not seasonal, they're not anything, it's a very coveted position as a, a musician in the parks, being in the, in the Philharmonic or uh, in the Disneyland band. Um, and then he said they kind of spread out their lunch breaks and do all that, like it's, it's a pretty chill uh, schedule that they run. I mean, it's it's go out, play for, you know, 10, 20 minutes, they come back, they usually have 20 to 40 minutes, and they go back out and do their thing and come back and all that. Um, said longest serving members, they have a couple of guys, like I said, that are, are still in the band from day one. Um, their bass trombone, three out of the four trumpet players, and their rack drummer are all there from day one, so 20 years. Uh, and then um, 
a lot of those guys, they're, like I said, their schedule is kind of, uh, you know, it's a little more open, even though they do six shows a day. But they all also move around the parks and play, too. Uh, he's played, like I said, he's played at different things in the parks. He was the drummer, if you saw the Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix last year at Epcot. He was the drummer for that during the summer. Um, and then he played at Candlelight this year. He was one of the drummers for the Candlelight Processional at Epcot this year. <laughs> Uh, some of the other guys, especially the trumpet players, play in the Grand, Grand Floridian Orchestra, which if you're a jazz fan and you haven't seen those guys play, they can. They, those guys play, man. They're really good. Um, their trumpet players are incredible in that band. Uh, they, hit, they hit notes I didn't think were possible on a trumpet. Uh, and they're, you know, sitting in their 50s and 60s and they can still drop that stuff, so... Uh, but yeah, so they get to play out. He goes out and plays gigs around town and stuff too. Disney's really cool with him doing all that stuff. Um, I did ask him if any like household name musicians were in the had ever been in the ensemble, and he said he didn't think there had been any. So, sorry, no Kanye's in the Main Street Philharmonic. <laughs> Thank God. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think Kanye's talented enough to play an instrument. So, <laughs> I, I can see him walking up to the uh, the dragon during Festival of Fantasy. I'm gonna let you finish, <laughs> but the Sweat Thugs is the best float out here. When you, when you caught on fire last year, that was the best float ever. Um, and yeah, and so then I asked him just like anything else, that, uh, any other fun stories or anything that they've done. And he's uh, they get to perform for, like I said, a lot of different things. They played for Gary Sinise's Snowball Express that he did. So they got to meet Gary Sinise when he brought all the kids down. Um, they usually do, um, uh, like I said, the flag retreat. He loves doing the flag retreat. He just thinks that's a really cool thing that Disney does. Um, and they marched anytime they get to just march down Main Street in the parades and all that. Uh, and he says it's just a kind of an honor to be in that. So, yeah, it's my my gist of the Main Street Philharmonic, which again was, you know, a lot younger than I thought it was. But Tim, have you ever caught the Philharmonic? Last year at BSB was the first time we actually caught it in washes. Me, Adam, and James, and we ended up seeing it at Storybook Circus. And they, they marched through and they stopped right in front of the big top treats. And they yeah. must have played there for a good 20, 25 minutes. And they got all the kids up around them and were dancing. I forgot what they were playing, but it was a very good high energy show that they were putting on right in, in Storybook Circus. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what I, I really like about them. And again, you know, I've seen them a few times. I mean, living down here, but just being a musician, I watch them a lot. But it's, it's not always with them just Disney stuff. They'll pop out old Chicago tunes sometime from the 70s. They'll, you know, I've heard them drop a Blood, Sweat, and Tears chart a couple years ago. Like, they, they vary it a lot, and then they come back to the Disney stuff that all the kids know. And then they give something else for the parents. And then come back to the the, lat, the Disney stuff and then play Malaganya or something. <laughs> So it's great, like their their repertoire is super diverse and like I said, it's just the quality of the musician that they hire too to be able to play all those charts at, at that high a level. It's really incredible. Todd, have you heard them? Seen them? Um yeah, here and there. Um so anytime we're in Magic Kingdom closer to that five o'clock, um you know, being a military guy, I always make it a point to to stay there for the flag retreat. Flag um, retreat. Air Force, right? <laughs> no, you know he, he was Navy. He's just shaking his head slowly right now in dis- utter disappointment. <laughs> well, folks, see you real soon. <laughs> uh, no, but when any any time we're there, um, 
it actually is like one of my uh, Disney bucket list items is to be because they'll, they'll pull people that they recognize as service members to, um, to actually be part of the flag retreat and I would absolutely fucking love to do that I think it would be amazing um, yeah so anytime anytime we're down there and it's around five o'clock I make it a point like all right we gotta we gotta get to the flagpole I want to watch the retreat so um, you know they're they're there doing Next that retreat just... so I, I always make it a point to be there but um, as far as like, I mean, uh, next time, sure, I've seen them here and there throughout the throughout the park, but next time you're down, just bring your dress blues and show up at like 4:50 and stand there next to the flag, yeah. looking inconspicuous. Yeah, my, my end of well, I believe I believe you can trip. Um, nominate somebody <laughs> at nominate City somebody. Hall. I think you can nominate somebody at City Hall for. Well, and that's we we asked one time. We we went through and asked, and they said that they you know they normally randomly pick somebody. Um, you know, they tell them, like, oh, it helps if you're wearing something military. So, like, I always made sure to wear, like, my American flag hat. And right. I have, like, my, you know, if I'm wearing my backpack, it's got the the uh, reversed American flag showing that, you know, deployed troops, support for deployed troops. And, um, like, the flag that you'll see on military members' shoulders. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no such luck. Well, you know, uh, we know that Dizzy listens to this show. <laughs> Someone up there listens yes. to this so show. Uh-huh. So... Um, you're now definitely not getting pulled. <laughs> yeah, you'd be lucky if you allowed back in the parks at all after this. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You are now uh, restricted to just being a a good neighbor. Well, yeah. That's the extent of your blacklist, Disney. All right, Jeremy, that was uh, that was a lot. Actually, I I've never seen the Phil Har. Monic. I wanted to say magic. The Phil, the, the Phil harmonic there. Um, literally at all. I just, I don't know if I'm just always in. Usually, I, I bet whenever they come out, I'm either in Adventureland Somewhere, or yeah. uh, yeah. Frontierland yeah, by that time of, of day. Um, yeah. I have wanted to see the flag retreat, but I'm never around. Because listen, when, when you go and you have you have kids, sometimes they're they're, they're anchoring you to a specific <laughs> area, and then. When you have a wife and you say, no, no, I just want to go. I just, I'm just going to stay here with you to help them because they're so, no, I haven't got a chance to, to catch that particular um, musical act, which is one of the few that are still there that have been there. I mean, you, you say it's as young as it is, but when you look at the yeah. other musical acts on property, yep, it's the, uh, it has it's, tenure. It's, it's now, the grandfather now. So. Like it's one of, it's, it's one of the oldest Awesome. Well, Tim, uh, you're up next. Did you manage to get an interview with a cast member on such short notice? I have not. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> disappointed. What's even more disappointing is the fact this guy has been there even longer, and he's stationary, and I've never seen him. <laughs> so it's even more, it's even more disappointing. And we're talking about Jim Omohundro, a Disney's ragtime pianist on Main Street right outside Casey's Corner. I, I've never caught this guy. I can't say I have either, ever. Now, do you think maybe you've heard the piano as you've walked by, and it you just felt like it was just recording, or or part of like yeah, just the Main Street ambiance yeah, music? Yeah, because it sound. I mean, that fits in the streetmosphere of that area. So yeah, you don't even notice it really. But I mean, yeah. all the videos that I've watched that people have recorded of him playing, he's got kind of a crowd going. Yeah, he's incredible. You want to talk about taking requests? He will take anything. Oh yeah, this guy's like, this guy's amazing. It. I mean, um, there's yeah. a an actual blog post for Disney Parks blog about him from 2013 when he celebrated 
his 30th year at Magic Kingdom. That's crazy. Wow. wow. I wow. How old is did he did he go to like elementary school with Yeehaw Bob? <laughs> he might have, but he started in Disneyland as a seasonal and part-time employee. Disneyland. And they got a phone call one day and they asked if he would like to go full-time. So he said yes. As like, they asked if <laughs> he'd be willing to move for work. He said, well, I couldn't still commute from Huntington Beach. So the guy on the other end of the phone said, son, we're calling from Florida. <laughs> also, yes. So he packed up and moved to Florida, and Thanksgiving Day, November 27th, 1983, was his first day. Wow. That is spectacular. <clears throat> oh, my. That's, I love. Awesome. Listen, I, I know you said you didn't have much, but I love this guy already. <laughs> Part time, seasonal. And just, just, just Pro- promoted and shipped to the new shiny yeah, part. man. I couldn't figure. I couldn't find out what he did in Disneyland. There was no. There's like no paper trail of this guy at all. Just like they interviewed him for his 30th anniversary for um, Parks Blog. There's a couple of videos where people record him doing his shows. But as Jeremy said, the guy's amazing. He'll take requests, and he just doesn't do you know the standard just... Disney tunes he, he'll do some ragtime stuff but even like modern stuff he'll put a ragtime spin on it yep yeah he'll rag them up you know he sits there in that little ricky tink piano and and he'll do um beginning around noon every day for 20 minutes or so till about six or seven at night every day wow now is this piano inside or outside, outside. of casey's okay it's so right it's outside under the canopy there yeah yeah okay okay and it's, and, it, and it's weird because in disneyland the, the piano faces main street this guy, the piano's facing Casey's, but the front of the piano's mirrored. So he can actually so see can people. he can see who's behind him. Yeah, he can of. see people can see, behind him yeah. walking by, and he calls people out as they're walking by if they got a birthday button on or an anniversary that is, button. That is so, God, that is a right? I mean, this guy as, is amazing. As he's playing. As he's playing, yeah. And he'll take requests, and people will tell him to play faster, and he'll he'll break out like it's a small world and play it at four times the normal speed. Gosh. Why would anybody and ask for that? The, listen... <laughs> They I do. Promise you, they do. Faster. I guess they know he, he can do it, so they 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 do Could it. Could you imagine riding Small World if it was if everything was at four times speed? <laughs> oh, How you imagine the Sherman Brothers would that speed? Be? <laughs> you get whiplash off some of them turns. Just, Arms just... are flying off of dolls because they're spinning so fast. <laughs> oh. Dolls heads are flying across the room and bouncing. The wagon the wheel boat actually starts moving and comes off its mooring because it's spinning. Oh God! Make it Once, happen, Disney. Make it happen. Ones spin around, take off like helicopters. One yes. of the things he likes to do is get the kids involved in the show. Like he'll get a kid come over to the piano, and he'll have them play a note like, just at the right time in the song. And he'll just motion to them and hit that key. You know, he likes to get them involved, and he says that the piano for him is just a prop. So for him, it's about the audience and the guests and how they react to his sets. So because you can have. A group of people standing around you and they're duds and they're just standing there listening to you and they may clap at the end of the song so then the next set you may have a couple of people dancing right in front of the piano or singing along to whatever he's playing because then that to him is truly why he does it true entertainer yeah makes sense you can play the same song twice 20 minutes apart from itself and have a different experience if you're the the entertainer if you're the performer you know depending on Who's watching and, and how, the how they're into have, it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things he likes to end his set with, what I've noticed, I've watched videos of this guy. He'll he'll say, "Well, I came here on time today, so I guess maybe they'll let me do this again tomorrow." 
<laughs> he says it like almost every video I've watched. He says it at the end of every every set. So you still chuckle yeah, every time he says it. Right? Little... <laughs> yeah. That's that, that's some Princess Bride shit right there. I'm most likely kill you in the morning. Yeah, but I mean, I've watched. I've, I've gone down rabbit holes of videos watching him this afternoon, and I mean, he'd go from playing the entertainer to take me out to the ball game, to a, a you know speed up jazz version of Beauty and the Beast. You know, the guy is just insane to watch. It's, it's really cool to watch. And I just sat there and just started trying to keep an eye on his fingers as he's playing. And you can't. It's just it's just insane how fast his hands are. And he's not on, like, a full-size piano, is no, he? No, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a little rickety uh, yeah. upright piano. Okay, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's 88 keys, but it's not a grand piano or anything. It's slightly out of tune. <laughs> Well, it's probably outside. makes it even better, man. Since it's outside oh, yeah. in the Florida heat. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah you, you can't, can't keep that. Yeah. Can't yeah. Keep that in tune. It's got that saloon sound, too. <laughs> Can you imagine someone? I mean, someone has to try to keep it in tune to the best of their ability. And I don't know. I, it might be him. You know, probably he may just yeah. come in probably, early one day like, a week or yeah. something. It's like every every you know every couple days just go in. It's like, all right, fuck <laughs> it. Let's try it again. Now, <laughs> the best thing is, wouldn't, wouldn't it be... Totally Disney. If he actually has to tune it out of tune to keep it just out of tune enough, just out of tune enough, so it sounds right. That's like yeah. an organ in haunted mansion. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 Disney magic. I think for August, I may have to try to catch this guy. And see him live. Yeah, I listen here. Here's while you were explaining that to me, Tim, and then of course my research, which it doesn't matter because they're not there anymore. But uh, and listening to, to Jeremy, it. Since Disney's been closed for so long, and we've done all these episodes about stuff that, you know, is there. It, most of these episodes have been about things I just haven't seen or didn't know about or haven't taken the time to appreciate. So, yeah, my next two trips, I have this list that's like six pages long, uh, <laughs> alphabetized, of things I haven't done that I have no excuse for not having done that needs to get rectified. Uh, with this guy being one of them, I still haven't seen Yeehaw Bob. Same, yeah. Same, you know. Oh, and yeah, I, I, we like... stayed down in uh, Port Orleans, and well, we didn't, I really know Yeehaw Bob was a thing back then. We weren't as deep into experiencing Disney other than the parks that we are now. I mean, now we make it a point to catch the streetmosphere, catch the performers that are not in the parks, catch them, you know, at the Grand Floridian yeah. or you know wherever they may be. Because we're going so often now, and it's not always all about the parks. We try to experience everything that Disney has to offer. He has gone live, and I I still haven't caught it. (laughs) I I literally have no excuse. To be fair. Because he's not going to be around a whole lot longer. It's that's not I mean, being it's mean. It's not being mean. It's true. He's 153 years old. But he goes live when our other favorite piano player goes live usually, and we like to watch him better. No offense well, to you. I know, but I mean, we should start playing the odds right now. Yeah, maybe we, or playing opposite of the odds or or something because I don't. Yeah, Bob is probably outlive us all. Yeah, <laughs> he probably didn't. He just have a stroke thing. He was just hard off the ambulance. Stroke thing. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, one of those stroke it's like things. a stroke, but it's not really a it's stroke. Like a guitar, not a piano. God, I hope, I hope, I hope he had his big ass tie when they put him on the gurney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a clown. <laughs> oh. 
No, I'm a 12-inch pianist. <laughs> Kenny reminds me of Bill Nye and Steve Martin had a kid. <laughs> Maybe you uh, got Hoopy the Butch. <laughs> Not Steve Martin. Nah, Steve Martin. No? <laughs> no I don't Bill, think Bill Nye would. Nye. I don't think I would be. That would just be some... <laughs> they'd just be know. bumping Bill, donut Bill holes. <laughs> Bill Nye snatches back at people that argue with him about... Oh, yeah. If you follow Bill Nye on Twitter, he's got some cojones. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he goes out. I follow him just him for being. the laughs. That guy's insane. <laughs> well, Tim, you got you. I, what was this guy's name? What was his name again? Uh, I close my eyes. Jim Omahundro. 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 O-M-O-H-U-N-D-R-O. And if you if you Google him, if you look him up on YouTube, there's a sling of videos of people just so many videos. Fantastic. Casey's corner. Jim Omahundro. Close enough. 30 years of service. Well, now 37. 37. Yeah. I he's, can't a, he's, a blue, he's... he's a blue name tag. I was about to say, he's he's a blue... He's he's going to be a legend. How old is this done. guy? He looks he looks up there. Probably in his 60s. I couldn't, 60s look up, I couldn't find any personal information on him, but he's got to be in he his 60s. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page? No. Oh. I watch your start more, Todd. Listen, <laughs> if anybody in the world needs to live to be a centennial it's the guy that who can he can say he's an oma hundred years old <laughs> that guy okay or if he turns his hat sideways he just say he's oma hundro yo <laughs> if there's any justice in the world that will happen well then it won't happen folks yeah. We're due one after all this shit. Well, we Just have one, one, and her name is Betty. Yes. <laughs> yes. We cannot. Yeah, don't, don't fuck with Betty. Last, listen, the last last week and a half has not been good no. for old celebrities. Musicians yeah. in particular. Yeah. We all know. They're not even all that old. We all know that at the end, it's going to be Betty White and Keith Richards. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to yeah. be yeah. a Keith Highlander Richard, showdown. And Twinkies, that, the that only meme, one. I just, I still remember that meme. It's like <laughs> we know uh, Keith Richards is standing there, a figure, <laughs> a figure's coming out of the darkness, and as it gets closer, it's Betty White, wheel of next caliber, and she turns to Keith <laughs> and says, "We knew it would come to this." Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, hey, my turn. Yeah, let's get this train back on the track. <laughs> Music. It's been a hot minute. Okay, so. I am spending the entirety of my segment in Epcot land. Thank you. Fuck the rest of y'all. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start off with, and, I, and again, I don't know, I didn't know anything about these things because I haven't, I didn't go to Disney until 2014, so, eh. But, uh, well, not one I did. Anyway, moving forward, Future Core, which is still RPS. Not like Communicore, but Future Core. Um... It is basically a future core was a group of musicians who performed this is a Disney blurb, a high energy instrumental music in the drum and bugle core style. You could typically find them in the Epcot theme park, um, and it was made up entirely of brass players and percussionists who were largely uh, kind of pulled from the competitive ranks of the uh, of DCI or Drum Corps International, which is, is like the highest level of band geekdom I think you can reach. I've achieved it. Good for you. <laughs> is that... I'm not going to ask you for some head, but I see you got some on the back wall there behind you, Jeremy. Yep. <laughs> um, now, Disney uh, provided the instruments 
for the group and their, quote, futuristic um, costumes, which I think if you're in a band, if you're in a band, now those are uniforms. <laughs> Guar had costumes. Speaking. These are uniforms. Hey, Guar. Hey, Guar definitely I mean, did have some costumes. They're, they're also costumes. <laughs> um... Now these costumes, where they were, they were actually designed and maintained by Walt Disney World. Their their, their costume department took care of everything for them. Uh, they they also had special outfits that sometimes they would wear for holiday performances, like uh, at Christmas and um, their their the, the uh, future core was really similar, borderline identical. To their sister troop located in Disneyland called Magic Kingdom Core. Except because let's be catchy, Magic Kingdom Core is spelled with a K. Oh. Because it's cool. Like Kingdom. With a K. Uh, and and they, they performed in Disneyland uh, in California. Now, Future Core first came on the scene December 1st, 1982, which makes them a year older than your boy. Tim at Casey's Corner. Well, he said he was 83? 80. Yeah, 83. Okay, yeah. well, don't worry. These guys were shut down, so I guess he, I guess, I guess they're, uh, <laughs> he caught up. It's the darkest day of my life so far. <laughs> so, uh, Future Corp started on December 1st, 1982, and they had an 18, almost 18 year run as a full time atmosphere group, a lot like the Philharmonic and Magic Kingdom. Uh, they were doing seven shows a day, five days a week. Up until May of 2000, when they were the next person to put their necks collectively on the chopping block, and they got axed because Disney was axing a lot of entertainment. Uh, because, because Y2K, you didn't like, know what was going like to happen. Year. Yeah, yeah, but like last year. So we right always be around the 20, the 20s. <laughs> cut everybody. Now that that's when it's just best to go ahead and sell your stock. <laughs> Now, the name Future Core isn't just... No, it's entirely a play on words. Uh, because they're, they're usually found around Future World, and they were a drum corps international team, so that's why it's called Future Core. Uh, the group, you know, they, they would perform together outside of Disney parks sometimes, and they were called Encore, spelled C-O-R-P-S, Encore, with a silent P-S, because... Magic Kingdom Core with a K. Let's just make the silent PS's roll at the end of Encore. So they were a drum core unit called Encore, and it was the uh, it was the name that well they actually put out a um, an album an albumen. Yes, it's great too. Probably, <laughs> it's really good. I can't get into the lyrics, but it was called <laughs> um, the Future of Core, which was their play on the fact they were called Future Core and they couldn't get busted by Disney for using something copywritten. They, I mean, um, they skirted the uh, the DMCA oh, on they this. Were they were brilliant just right on doing there. That. Uh, now, it, it, it's a self-produced CD. You can probably still find it somewhere in a thrift shop. The, 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 the and of was small and future and core was large too. <laughs> yes, yes. They, it, it looked, you know, I, yeah. They, uh, yeah, that's what I got next. The logo features, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> you went full Adam. <laughs> now, over the years, the, the, the group, Future Core, okay, you know, included, you know, mallet players, uh, a color guard. 
an 11 man symbol section, which is a lot of damn symbols. That's never have too many. A lot of damn symbol. Well, you, you can if they can't hit it on the right time. But I'm sure they had different types of symbols. They, yeah. they probably, yeah. Uh, I don't symbol, but I know there are different sizes and they all sound differently. My favorite is the splash. They would have extra brass players whenever they would do special performances, and at times they would have a full keyboard, uh, guitar, and electric bass set up, which they would use for, like, the Disney Ambassador Ceremony. They used it at the Goofy Games, and they used it. Here's one for you guys. I didn't know this was a thing. I almost went down a click hole, but I, 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 I oh. didn't. <laughs> Epcot's Daredevil Circus Spectacular. Well, I know what I'm YouTubing tonight. <laughs> Tim, that's going to be a show. Okay. I'll make a note. Pencil it in. I want to what? know everything about Epcot's Daredevil Circus Spectacular. If there's not a guy riding a dirt bike inside of a wheel, a ball of death. <laughs> uh, I do see a ball of death. There we go. There we go. So we're Multiple YouTube Send videos. It. All right. Well, we're, do, we're doing one show right now. I can't promise you're going to be on that one, Jeremy. Stay with me here. The core <laughs> <laughs> has appeared on television for live New Year's celebration broadcasts. Uh, they were on a Japanese TV station. And they served as the show band several times for Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. That's dating it a little bit, I think. Damn. <laughs> just a little. I think just putting Regis in there dates it, but... Uh, Four million. <laughs> <laughs> and they've, uh, they've been on Good Morning America. Now, they have traveled to the DCI Championships, Drum Corner National Championships, and that would have been likely not as future core, but as encore. Uh, in you know the eighties, the nine, well, and the nineties, they didn't they didn't make it past the two thousand. So <laughs> eighty three, ninety two, ninety four, ninety eight, they performed uh, in the Music Educators National Convention in various cities, and then they managed to perform at both international associations of jazz educators conventions, and both those were held in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Percussive Art Society International Convention in Orlando, Florida. Didn't have to go very far for that one. It was just right across the street. <laughs> um, shit, they probably should have just had it up at the uh, GM lounge at Test Track. She did a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as as future core though, um, Disney flew them to New York City to perform with many different Disney groups uh, from both California and Florida at the world premiere of Pocahontas, which apparently was the uh, pinnacle. Of, of, of Disney entertainment launches because they had nothing but live performers in Times Square because you can't find those seems, in Times Square. They're hard to come by. It seems a strange ensemble to send to the premiere of a movie of, about Native Americans. Of Pocahontas. Yeah, it, it, it's out there. Uh, they were also invited to travel as guest artists as Future Core for Dynasty Music to do a marching festival in Okayama, Japan. That was in 97. And that included a tour in Yokohama and Kyoto as well as a whole day performing at Tokyo Disney. And then in, Arga, in, oh, in October of 2000, six months after... They, this is stupid. Six months after they were... <laughs> I, I, obviously, I didn't pre-read this. In October 2000, six months after they were disbanded by Disney, they had a reunion performance again in Japan. At Okayama. So, 
probably as Encore and not Future Core because they were gone in, uh, what, April of 2000. Now, Future Core was, and th this is where shit gets really weird, and I had a hard time doing research on this because there was nothing. There was a ton on Future Core. But they weren't the only brass and percussion ensemble to run around Epcot at the same time. Stop it. There was a lesser known and, like I said, hard to find shit about group called the Future World Brass Ensemble. And they typically kept right around Spaceship Earth, but they played more random shit. Like, they would be a more spontaneous pickup and travel group and, and just like show up and start playing. Like, oh God, there's a band. Shit. <laughs> and it wouldn't, it, it would, it, it would be random stuff. Uh, unfortunately, they, they weren't, you know, cool enough to have fancy Disney outfits. Um, most of the photos I found, they were dressed in white jeans and a white t shirt. So it was like Andrew WK as a marching band. <laughs> Not the bloody forehead. Not the bloody forehead and the long ass hair. And so I was like, wow. And they ran literally from the early 80s until 2000. Nowhere could I find anything where it said that it was the same people as Future Core. But it just seems weird to have two brass percussion ensembles in the same park at the same time. It just... Yeah, that is I a little weird. It, it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't find a whole lot about the uh, Future World Brass Ensemble, except there, there's lots of photos. <clears throat> and a lot of people loved them, but there's not much data. And they both disbanded <coughs> I, in the I same year? more input. Yeah, 2000. Poof, so gone. it's almost like two different people hmm. were like, hey, we already have one of these bands, let's get rid of this one. And somebody else was like, and hey, we already have one of these bands, one. let's get rid of this one. <laughs> and they just all got fired in two different offices at the same fucking time. Or someone said, you know, we should get rid of that brass ensemble that we got running around. <laughs> <didn't specify> which <laughs> They're costing us a fortune with your uniforms. <laughs> and and, and what, what came of it? Some guys banging on trash cans. Easy. Come on now. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, they so lastly, found rounding out Epcot's oh. instrumental offerings, and this is the one I actually have got a chance to see. And I'm surprised Jeremy didn't mention this when he was uh, running down uh, the list of some of these Off bands. Off the top of my head. Uh, you, you got the uh, Spirit of America Drum and Five Corps over at the America Pavilion of America, which I actually got a chance to see them because they were in my damn way. <laughs> They're always in the damn way. <laughs> They're always in the way. Because they don't stand now, like off to the side. They stand now. right they in the middle of the hurt. damn walkway. when they. When exactly. They... Now, a, a lot like the... Uh, Future World Brass now they Ensemble. with uh, Sam Eagles, though, so they might be moving them to another place. Now, is... I, I mean, I, I thought they were done at 2014 because everything I read say they, they, they stopped that at 2014. Oh, that's probably true. And I, th I think they've came back a couple times seasonally? Maybe, yeah. There's, like, special event stuff Yeah, or but, um, you know, they uh, the website said they ended it in September of 2014, which is handy because... September 2014 was my first trip, so I got to see him on my first trip on their way out. It sounds like, woohoo, I saw these guys, <laughs> yeah. Um, haven't seen Voices of Liberty, but I've got that because they were in my damn way. Oh. Now, uh, there's not a lot of detail actually on the Spirit of America because there is an actual drum five thing called Spirit of America that may be this, may not be this, I'm not entirely sure. It was very, very 
Like, when I was reading their bio, it didn't list anything about Disney, so I assumed that they weren't part of this. But what the uh, Drone 5 Corps were, they're an Epcot, an Epcot, an Epcot. It was kind of an authentic 1700s-era musician group that had the, the very flamboyant period-style uniforms with the tri-corner hats and the, the blazers and the wigs and all, all, that, all that shit going on. And it would have been basically the same uniform style and the same group of musician soldiers that would have played alongside the uh, the armies as they were marching uh, to war in, in, in the 1700s, probably before that. But but this they, they look like they're from the 1700s. Um, I think they even wore wigs, didn't they? Yes. Mm-hmm. Powdered wigs. Powdered wigs. So uh, Very reminiscent of the Army's old guard fife and drum corps. They're dressed the same way and all that stuff. Army has one of those. Ah, well, so much like that fife and drum. Yeah, or, exa- almost exactly like, the same. Like, realistically, like any fife and drum, because if you're going to call yeah. fife and drum corps, you got to you got to go all out. Yeah, all you're, out. you're going to have uh, the period style drum slung over one shoulder. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to have an accompaniment of, I guess it, it is a <laughs> it, it is a flutist that plays the fife. Usually, yeah, it's a, it's slightly different instrument, but it's basically the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I played the uh, uh, flutophone <laughs> in elementary school. I always say it's a recorder just turned on its side. <clears throat> yeah, well, you, 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 they don't blow the same there, Jeremy. No, I don't know if well, you know much know, about no. musical instruments, <laughs> but historically, I sucked at flute. I well, that's probably why you didn't do very well. You got to blow. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. And, uh, yeah, I, I did get a chance <laughs> to see them in 2014, and I was actually... The drums were cool and great and all, but the, the dude rocking the fife had my attention completely because he was just giving it hell, man. And it's like, <laughs> I'm watching it, it and yeah. I'm like, I know how that thing is made, and, like, the, the, the engineer part of my brain is like, I am just boggled that it's producing those tones so yeah. fluently and he's like and his fingers are whipping around like crazy man i just i gotta i gotta think if you put that in michael j fox's hands and said blow he would probably play the same song <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, with, with more of a bra oh. and uh and that, that's all i got from epcot i know they've got other musical acts but most everybody else sings except for the lumberjacks i mean is a chainsaw an instrument i guess cardi b I've could play it. instrument of destruction <laughs> I've seen chainsaws used in music before. Well, we ain't, we're not talking about stomp. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess lastly, and, and leastly, our, 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 uh, we're, we're going to go to Todd. Did you happen to score an interview with a uh, cast member or Disneyland? Uh, made a call, but no uh, no callback, unfortunately. Bob Gurr isn't taking ours either, Todd. Don't worry. <laughs> Dude, Walt, Todd, Walt's dead. I don't uh, know if you shit. know this. His but... number's still listed in the yellow pages. <laughs> shit. <laughs> must be a different... Well, that's just in case his frozen head wants to answer. Must be, must be a different <laughs> Walt true. Disney. Yeah. That'd be great if someone had a, a, the number in the, the yellow pages... Or the white pages, I guess, of Walter Disney. And if you call it, it just played like just a recording of, you know, yes, Epcot yes. Thing. something. Yeah, that, that'd be great. But hey, that's what we're talking about, Todd. Todd, give me, give me musics. Give me musics. Where are we going? Uh, where are you taking me? I'm, you know what? You, you, you just you hit it out of the park there. I think I'm going to go back to Epcot. Uh, and I think I'm going to stick with Future oh. World. 
I, I've covered everything in Future World like twice because they had two bands. <laughs> so you think? Until they started banging on trash cans when they fired everybody. Them's fighting words. <laughs> that, that was budget cutbacks. It was cutbacks. So, they didn't act. These guys were basically like the fella from Office Space who just didn't leave after he was fired. After he set the building okay. on fire. They've been. They were just working for tips. We only have to keep three drummers on, and we don't we have to buy the instruments. instruments and All flip right, trash cans over. Wait, we we can keep them in the white shirts and just put. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put overalls on them. them. Sweet. <laughs> Once a year, make yes. them chefs. <laughs> All right, so uh, can, we just covered everything uh, in my notes about the chamiters. So, any, any questions? All right, Tim, you got any closing remarks? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, the Jammeters is what we're talking about, if you haven't figured that out. Um, origin goes way back, um, all the way back to the times of Disneyland. Uh, so Disneyland had the Trash Can Trio, and Walt uh, really enjoyed their, their musical ingenuity so much that he wanted to form his own group at Walt Disney World. So the Walt Disney World Jammeters was founded in 1996, so not as old as two of the older people on this podcast, but uh, older than 2000, so... What are you trying to say? I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking about... I think we were all born old, before 96. Old, not, as old as topics, about? not as old as your topics. Come on. Oh, okay. Okay. Don't, don't tell your, me... Uh, your audition was shortly lived. <laughs> <laughs> so, founded in 1996, um, obviously a, a play on the word janitor, um, and if you haven't figured it out yet... Uh, from the back and forth banter, uh, the members of this percussion group used janitorial oriented tools uh, to, to perform their music, uh, trash cans, trash can lids, uh, brooms and broom handles, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, so the original members were uh, Paul Collins, uh, Danny Raymond Jr., who his start with Disney actually began with the Hollywood Hitmen at MGM, which I had also never heard of. And uh, Anthony Peruli, who is now with the Blue Man Group at um, some other park that we don't talk about. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the, the big one here is, is Paul Collins, goes by Pauly. Um, original member, has been playing continuously with the group since it was founded in 1996. Uh, started out with the Disney All-American College Marching Band in 1979. Uh, joined the uh, Disney's Future Corps from 1982 to 1990 and was with then with the uh, Caledonia Bagpipe Trio until he joined the Jammeters when they were founded in 96. So, like I said, he's... Uh, oh. Uh. oh, no, you can't... Yeah, no, you, you, you can't just you can't blow just past Bagpipe that. Trio, okay? <laughs> because the question is, were there three bagpipes at him on a percussion, or was he playing bagpipes? Sure. <laughs> I mean... It would all sound the same. I'm yeah. going to assume he was playing bagpipes, which if that's the case, this guy just hit a whole new cool fact. I'm sorry, Tim. I love you, boy, at Casey's Corner. <laughs> Listen, you can't beat bagpipes. I mean, I mean maybe you, maybe you can, you can I, I because you have to, to be able to play them correctly. You really got to beat them. Yeah. I know. Really, you just got to squeeze them. <laughs> uh, so, you got to go from squeeze to blow. It's basically Lone Star. I, I thought that was Tuesday. but All right. There is a drummer in the bagpipe trio, according to this. There you, does that answer your question? Okay, well, so, that's uh, I, I'm going to give you three guesses. Our research department has confirmed. I'm going to give you three guesses who the drummer probably was, and your first two guesses <laughs> do not count. 
so as I said, played continuously with this group since they since they started in 1996, uh, with very few exceptions. He helped to launch similar groups in Tokyo Disneyland and in uh, Hong Kong, and he trained the first all Asian jammer group. Um, no, okay, nope, we gotta pause oh, yeah. again. <laughs> Yeah, you always, always got to pay attention to the screen because somebody's got to. going to have to have a question there. <laughs> it's not even so much a question. I, I have a question. Oh, I'm sorry, but, Tim. Go, no, go, go ahead. ahead. You do do your comment first, and I'll, well, I actually have a question. Oh, okay, you, okay. You do your rant, and then we'll get to Tim's question. <laughs> why? Why didn't they just? Have, I mean, I I've seen like the drumming that takes place in in Epcot, the Matsu Rizo, Marakuchi. Yamaguchi, Yamaha. Yeah, you're, you're close enough. Why Mazzarizzo. Mazzarizzo. Why, <laughs> why do we need a middle-aged white dude to teach Asians Deep. how to drum? You want me to chime in on this since I'm the drummer? No. <laughs> sure. Well, he's teaching them how to drum on garbage cans and not real drums. <laughs> yeah, so. so. You, you <laughs> show me an eight-year-old who hasn't pounded Wipeout on his fucking school desk. <laughs> Yes, Jeremy. I, I sure. What, why? Why do uh, we need Taiko style drumming is ex- very different from Geometers. Geometers are based off of more of the drum core styles, and some of those guys did future core. So a lot of the stuff they play is very rudimental and contemporary marching percussion. Now Japan now especially has amazing contemporary rudimental drummers that are killing DCI when they march and doing all that stuff. So they especially started. It was a very American concept at first bringing that style um, over to, especially when he did it, until Japan caught up to it and then surpassed yes. us in every way. Hence the need for <laughs> okay, an old that's what white Japan guy does. <laughs> to teach Asians how to drum on trash cans. Listen, okay. He had to teach them how to drum badly. What Jeremy said, folks, was paradiddle. Continue, Todd. Oh my god, you know the word. So... I can do it too. Paul, uh, Paul leads the <laughs> what before uh, the the Doomsday on September 29th, I think last year. Um, Paul led the the five day week group, um, and Danny Raymond leads the uh, the two day group. Um, so you know, Paul was was fortunate to be running the whole show. So he got to play five days a week. Um, Danny leading the two day group. I'm assuming those days were probably Tuesday and Wednesday because they were probably the least, uh, lowest attendance of the week. Um, But they had several subs that would make up about a cast of about 15 drummers total that uh, could fill in. And positions were actually cast for left, right, and center. Uh, And if you were cast as a center, it meant that you were a lead on on the team. So uh, big differences from apparently which side of the, the line you're on. Um, so they perform mainly in uh, the Innovations Breezeway. Um, they're uh, close to the Future World side, on uh, Future World East. Um, it used to be six to seven minute shows, about ten minutes apart. Um, I, th- I think they've kind of spread it out more now. Um, but there have been reports of the jammers playing at the Epcot entrance. Uh, people standing there waiting to rope drop to get on, uh, you know, Space Mountain and... Uh, Spaceship Earth and listen to Judy Dench. Um, Space Mountain. 
they are and they're they're waiting a while <laughs> to get on Space party. Mountain. No, that's that's well, mine. They're in Epcot waiting on Space Mountain. <laughs> Shit. Wait, fuck. Mom, the waiting castle to get looks on really Space different. Earth, uh, to listen to. <laughs> that, that's like fucking frozen level lines right there. So they would they would come out and play there. I've seen them at rope drop there. Yeah, I've seen yeah, it. So they come job. out to rope drop and play to give give people some something to look at and pass the time. Um, so what? you say they were at the breezeway. I have never seen them anywhere near shade, like ever. And I've seen them. I have. So I have they, seen them over there. Yeah, Every, they yeah, do move around um, I, a little bit more. I think now again, again, very hard to find information on these fucking people. And most of I've it was from before 2010. I've seen them during food and wine when the chefs and they're banging on stoves Stop and shit. Stealing my information, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Hey, Todd. Welcome First to the time. show. <laughs> I thought First Adam time. wasn't going to make Why, it. Why, yes, Mikey, actually it is. I thought Adam wasn't going to make it tonight. <laughs> oh, no, we all do this to each other. <laughs> yeah. So I you're really doing it to me. <laughs> well, you're so. welcome. Hey, I'm the one it's having not... the hardest time staying quiet. It's on nice to give it back these, to right? somebody else for a change. It's like, actually, no Danny, so I was just staying well, quiet. Thanks for setting me up with an interview. It's not like we're competing against each other or anything. <laughs> so, Shit. You didn't ask, man. Um, so why do they call it Tripod, Jeremy? <laughs> do what? I said, why, why is his nickname Tripod? Because <laughs> uh, he's got a big ask, stick. <laughs> ask his wife. <laughs> so we talked about just uh, staying away from uh, the singing groups and whatnot, but these guys actually are both uh, musical and comedic. Um, so they have, you know, some silly humor that th they throw out and guest interactions and, you know, they'll give stickers out to all the kids when they're done with their set and, you know, the kids come up and get a little sticker. Um, so they, they as, as Tim already spoiled, um, a new show was introduced back in 2004, 2005 for uh, Flower and Garden. And then uh, another new show introduced us to the Jam and Chefs for Food and Wine, uh, which was added in 2008. Um, so changed up the trash cans for a range of kitchen equipment. <laughs> Dad joke win. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, and they also performed the gong show <laughs> while performing in front of uh, Mission Space. Uh, so as I mentioned, September of 2019, uh, allegedly due to declining attendance, allegedly, uh, performances for the group uh, along with the Japanese drummers who were not taught by an old white guy um, were cut back from seven days a week to just Thursday through Monday. Um, and then uh, most recently in April of this year, beginning of April, uh, to bring us all a little, a little Disney to our homes, the Jammers put on a performance from their homes, um, spreading some you know virtual pixie dust throughout uh, many different, you know, wherever you get your media from, the Twitter and the... Insta tweet and the Facebook gram and what have you and whatnot. Were they on the TikTok? Uh, I don't. Because that's what I'm hit with. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> if, if they were on TikTok, I've heard it. I've overheard it from no, my son's phone. They were on the Parks, the Parks Vlog YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that, and I tell you, it's it. Either it's really great fucking editing, or those guys have yeah. great timing it's to where really they can great keep. Fucking so, editing so anybody that, that did see it, um, the guy who starts it off is is Paulie. He's the the original member that that was there, you know, since 1996, and uh, and it was crazy. He was like, enough, oh, he was the only guy in his kitchen. <laughs> He's like, oh, let's see if we can get these other guys on the line. He starts, you know, banging on stuff, and then all of a sudden the screen cuts in. The guy's like, Polly, is that you? And then he starts banging on a trash can next to his pool, and 
Um, yeah, so the other guy's out in his so garage. The, the research on this did lead me to watch that video, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty fucking cool." Um, and I'm, I'm sure that I've heard these guys in passing, or you know, off in the distance. I've never sought them out to to watch them, but um, like Mikey said, definitely, definitely on my list next time I'm in Epcot to try and hunt these guys down and, and just watch it. I mean, for six to seven minutes. There were some reviews out there that ah, these guys are cool for a couple minutes, but I never watched the whole thing because it's kind of stupid. But fuck those people. Um, I, I'm gonna fuck I'm gonna hunt them down and actually and and watch it and and check it out. Jam Jamiters after Future Core folded. After they cut Future Core, Jamiters was like my job that I've wanted at Disney forever. I want that just seems so fucking fun, just doing that and making people laugh and stuff but they, it's like some of the other groups like i've talked to people in there and they never have auditions for it they just don't they're always hired from within like you could still audition for main street philharmonic once every year or so jamiters is always people that are already in the parks playing somewhere so it's it's that's a tough gig started at the bottom they're and now one of those here. ones that if we see them playing we stop and watch and we'll watch the whole set. Yeah, I stopped for a second, but like specifically where they were, there was zero shade. And they probably move around based on, you know, traffic within the park. And not like they crowd move levels, where there yeah. is more crowd. Like they probably say, you guys are going to be over here to help draw people away because we've got, we've got, you know, congestion, right? You know, so I, yeah. if I was, if I was running, I mean, if there was like whatever that department is at Disney, that's what I would do is I would do something to pull people away to ease congestion somewhere else. I feel like they get a bad rap because no, the, and that's, like, if I want to see three guys banging on the trash can, I can go a lot of places around Harrisburg or whatever and see that shit. Um, you know, meth is a hell of a drug. Mike, you're, you're right that like I did a couple of summers doing drumming stuff at SeaWorld when I was in Texas and that's we would plot out during our rehearsals specific places to be during the the day where we could draw crowds that would alleviate like you know traffic at this area you know if it's at noon everyone's going to be jumbled around all the food areas so let's go over this way to pull people away so that it doesn't get super crowded I'm, and people start fights i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of disappointed i'm just now finding out there's a sea world in texas what Come on down. Oh, yeah. I'll it's go with you. Since the 80s, early 80s. <laughs> well, you only found out yesterday that this mirror is in the Haunted Mansion. So, Fuck I mean. this guy. Yeah, no shit. No shit. Did you know there's also a SeaWorld in San Diego, too? Oh, now we're being funny. <laughs> yeah. Did you know there's Ohio. a hidden Donald Duck in Haunted Mansion? SeaWorld, Ohio. Like a hidden Mickey, but it's mm. Donald Duck. You don't listen to the show, you asshole. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's messed up. So I want to say, getting back to the, the Jamiters, I want to say the last time we saw them, they literally finished their set and the Muppets Mobile Lab came out right after. So that that area of, of <laughs> Innovations East just was stayed crowded for like an hour. So they were the opening act. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty... The they were for Bunsen, Honey, yeah. and Beaker. <laughs> well, you know what, though? I was in a band, and I would have probably I would have loved to open up for Muppets. Anything, to be honest. I would open for the Muppets, yeah. man, any day. Let me open for Electric Mayhem every day of the week. I'm good. <laughs> I'll hit a trash can. I'll hit a trash can if Great Moments in History sticks around. And they're gone. 
No, it got a. If there's any justice in the world, to get a stay of execution for and now. Cut. There's no justice in the world. Oh man. Okay. Well, uh, maybe you know this because we've asked this question before uh, with myself, Tim, and Adam regarding the jammers. Jeremy, are they using like off-the-shelf mm-hmm. at your Ace Hardware store trash cans and broom handles? Drumsticks. Okay. Yeah. How many of those do you think they go through yeah, in a month? All just... In a month? Oh, God, I bet they replace them at least once every two, three days. I've done a couple of percussion ensemble things with trash cans and just working on ours for, you know, an hour every other day for yeah. a month. Just beat the living shit out of them. Luckily, they're cheap. I was going to say, it's yeah. still a cheap <laughs> show then. <laughs> yeah. they, they're not mic'd up, are they? They're not mic'd up no. at all. They're just they're shouting no, no, no. and hollering at people. And yep. it's broomsticks, which I imagine you get more shows out of some broomsticks than you do out yes. of them trash cans and lids. I mean, so yeah. it's still, a, you know what? It's a hell of a lot cheaper <laughs> than the flame using the Margo. proceeds from selling the future yep. core uniforms to buy the trash cans and the broomsticks. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you've seen those uniforms, they did not go for very much. <laughs> well, you know, Disney has a surplus on trash cans because they also double as Epcot tables. Yeah, exactly. So. That's they just true. buy truckloads of them. You don't know how many times I've, I've wanted to, and I haven't done this because I'm afraid I'll get muted in the group. <laughs> <laughs> but I, Come on, hey, it's I my wanted... new figure right here. I wanted to roll to my trash can down to the end of the driveway and just like have like a just go. put some food on top of it and eat off of it. Have someone take me a, a picture this weekend, eating off what? my trash just can at the end of the driveway. Somebody has again. already done that in the group. Well, I I but I, I chose I chose not to just because I didn't. You know, I'm trying to set the bar, Tim. Do as I say, <laughs> also as I don't do. <laughs> Lead by example. That's, the, that's what they say in that, that word. That kind of stuff up. is allowed. We just, you know, we, we cut the beans. <laughs> it's okay. It wouldn't have been good food, I promise you. Because I can't well, make lately, anything lately for food neither is food and wine. So. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. I, man, I, that, that raclette was pretty solid, and the Brazilian cheese with the bread was good. Oh, uh, Yeah. The cheese bread. That raclette was good, awesome. but you had to eat it seconds. within <laughs> thirty seconds of walking away from it. Otherwise, was... the meat was still okay, but the cheese was a slice. <laughs> it turned into a slice <laughs> of cheese, the, sh- the shape of the bottom of your food tray. Yeah. Eat it like an oyster. Two years ago, food and two years ago, food and wine. The Mexico Pavilion had a rosé margarita in like the food and wine size cup, and I drank that pretty quick because it was delicious and by the time i got to germany i was feeling that damn tequila like they yeah it was not oh it was a very copious pour in whatever mixing they had that day it was really good if you good. go to france I had to sit down and for a minute order the grabonier slushy with the extra shot Ooh. in french they will heavy oh, in, in french? french they will heavy pour it for you Hey Tim, are nice. you? Will you order for me in August? Yeah. yeah, I'll come. I'll let you order for me, and uh, yeah. Tim's gonna up there order eight of I them. I haven't had that yet. My go-to. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like, no. <laughs> you will still be in America. I haven't had that yet. My go-to right now is the uh, the snowball, the sake snowball in Japan. What is that? That's really good. You haven't seen that? It's that little kiosk. No, uh, Where we like, did the, right the sake as you're flights? Leaving Japan. I wasn't yeah. there. I thought you were there. They do the sake flights, but you can get no. 
It's a it's a shave ice like you know big martini glass looking thing with shave ice and sake and then they they flavor the shave ice. It's delicious. So it is a snow cone spiked with sake. <laughs> Rice wine snow cone. Basically. Or cocky gory. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a sake gory is what sake it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, can you get, get the cream on it too? Get because that, really that's good. sweet cream. Them cocky gories are fucking just not even comparable <laughs> to a snow cone. Never been. A- I want to go back now. I want to go back now. <laughs> I didn't really want to go back until we started know, talking man. in the last five minutes. I'm still toying with the idea of trying to go to Springs tomorrow, but I don't know if I want to get run over by crazy people. Yeah, it's going to be insane tomorrow. Go without a mask. <laughs> people stay away from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just cough every they few won't seconds. Let you I've, done in. The, I've done this, the city walk twice since they opened, and it was actually okay, so I, I have hope. Yeah, but I also know Disney people are a little different. That's one way to put it. The crazies. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get all our uh, locals posting pictures tomorrow. Yeah. Um, we're we're scheduled oh, yeah. for the end of light, June. The butt light crew and are you? Yeah. We're, uh, Which, we got, uh, where are you staying? We got um, we're actually uh, in a two bedroom villa at Riviera the first night, and then uh, Grand Destino Tower for the next couple nights. Damn, damn. Yeah. Well, we called because nice. um, damn, yeah. That was actually the cheapest resort. Because we're not using points for it. And Maria called, and the woman was talking to her, and she was like, all right, so I got you in the tower for three nights, blah, blah, blah. And she kept saying, like, in the tower, in the tower, oh, you're going to love it, the tower's great. And, like, we didn't request the tower, but I don't know if it's all they had or if this was just our, our first little fucking okay. smattering of pixie dust for the many times that we've gone. Um, but, yeah, so now I'll just get, you know, just bend over and take it uh, and probably have my trip canceled, which just <laughs> is going to make me go in August even more, so... Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to go pretty hard for the August trip. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, yeah. I'm planning on it anyway, but if we uh, if we don't go to Disney in June for, you know, if the reservation gets canceled or whatever, uh, I'm probably definitely going to go in August. But we'll, we'll still go down to Carolina and visit the the Trossels and the Albersons uh, in June because we were going to we were going to see them in Disney anyway in Ju- at the end of June. So, but yeah, um. If it changes your mind, Gatorland is opening up in like two days down here. So <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> I haven't been to Gatorland since the eighties. Uh, we've never we've, been. we've got been. one yeah. in Arkansas. It's not Gatorland. I used to live but like five minutes away from it when I was in Kissimmee. We, we've got a gator farm in Hot Springs, Arkansas. So I can just—it's two hours away from me. I can go down there. I can see. Speaking of Barnum and Bailey, this is getting cut. <laughs> But speaking of Barnum and Bailey, I, I can go down there and see uh, P.T. Barnum's original skeleton of a mermaid that he used to travel oh, around yeah. with. That's in Hot Springs, Arkansas, hmm. bitches. Along yeah, with you. a whole bunch of gators and a, and a petting zoo, which is where the deer will sniff your balls and bite them. Interesting. Ooh. I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, Tim gave me the subtle sign. <laughs> Was that the, the long thing? So. <laughs> no. No, no, it was the salute. Um, so I'll, I'll start coming up with words to wrap things up. <laughs> this was a good show because we have never actually gone down this road. Like, we talk about... The, the musical acts because we like to hear the sings and the songs and the words because we want to request things that we know oh, and, and stuff like that. But getting a chance to talk about some of these uh, performance acts that, you know, 
only give you the music and you get to sing the words yourself, <clears throat> that, that that is a, a pretty personal uh, experience. So uh, good good topic, Jeremy. I had a good time looking looking Thank this you. up on what I had and hearing about uh, the piano dude over there at Casey's Corner. Yeah, uh, I gotta watch him more next time I go. Whenever. Yeah, I gotta try to catch him next time. And we're gonna get Stephanie to request OPP. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He'll probably play it. Maybe the Jamiters know some OPP. Uh, if they come back after the basic beat break, I haven't heard anything about them being cut from the guys that I know in it. So I think they'll at least be back for what they were were doing. I have to say, if you, if I have to recommend any future core tune to get your first feeling of them, their version of the Jetsons theme is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Shot. Well, do we do that anymore? Um, August will be will be at the <laughs> Food and Wine in August, won't we? Yeah, the end of August will be in Food and Wine. Should be anyway. The Jam and Chefs. Hopefully, maybe the Jam and Chefs. I, I did catch jam that, Mikey. Chefs. It just took me a minute. Sorry, sorry, okay. sorry, I let you down. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Used to, you're used to it, huh? <laughs> Little bit. Trust me. I, I cut almost everything I say out whenever I edit the show anyhow. <laughs> it's not even a lie. When I go in and I look, I line all the tracks up, and I go and I wait till I say something, and then I play like the, the three seconds ahead of that and listen to what I say. And if what I say is ignorant, I cut it and go to the next time I talk. <laughs> and that's how I edit the show pretty much. Because if it's Tim talking, it makes sense. If it's me talking, and well, and even when Tim doesn't make sense, it's good for comedy. It's funny, so I use I leave all that in yeah, there. Yeah, because it's usually towards the end but, of the show when I'm a couple of drinks in. <laughs> if it's Adam talking, it always makes sense, or it's really Jewish, <laughs> Jewish grandma. It all stays in there. When it's me talking, I say things to make Tim and Adam laugh. Which ultimately end up getting cut, and then you hear this weird cut where it comes in with Adam still kind of cracking up, and then he continues talking. <laughs> because those are dissecting podcasts <laughs> behind the scenes. Well, start with ours. We could use the downloads. <laughs> Notice I say to ours Ooh. and not yours. So tonight oh. has been a great show. <clears throat> with with new guest hosts, you guys both did uh, I think just just a smash up bang up job. Um, Tim did okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I had what I had to work with. You know. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. You had almost the greatest guy uh, before we found guy, out but about nothing on him. He's like, uh, yeah, he's it, like our own no, MI6. That's you can't find good. anything about it with MI6 either. So <laughs> that's good on he's him for not too. having an insta twit. That's what I think. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think we'll just start closing this thing out. And uh, I'll go first with my closing remarks tonight. Like I've said, this was, this was a fun show. I wish Adam could have been here to, to really get, give his feedback on, on some of these um, unique experiences in the, in the parks. But uh, I look forward to hearing from him after he gets a chance to listen to this. But, yeah, good, good show. This was, this was fun uh, because it was different. It wasn't an Imagineer. It, was, it, was a, it wasn't so much an, an in-depth. It was just a, a showcasing of some of the stuff that you can find in the different parks. Uh, I wish we could have found something from Hollywood Studios because that's the one that we missed. Well, no, we didn't talk Animal Kingdom either. I don't pay attention during a show, folks, and I don't, <laughs> I don't have notes, so I'm just making this up as I go. So, yeah, good show. Have fun. Things were great. Something, something. Check the events page, August, and meetups. Tim, your turn. Yeah, well, I was going to do the 
housekeeping because Adam's not here, but since you already did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah well. maybe you can do a better job than me kind because I didn't really do it. Well, we do have August coming up. Uh, right now, everybody's doing the virtual runs, so we're trying to get up. Now that you know things are loosening up and we can kind of get together, we're trying to do some localized runs for the summer series. If you're interested, get on a finish line group, PM Stephanie or Jen, and see if there's any other local groups in your area. We got August coming up, and then right after August is BFF, and that's the big meetup for this year. And wine and dine, a bunch of people running wine and dine. I also want to say this was a great show. It's nice to get some fresh voices on, and we don't it's a topic we don't really touch that often, like Mikey said, and it's good to get some new stuff on the show read some new life yeah. into it yeah speaking of BFF we're down to like single digits yes, I think spots on left uh, availability Italy. for the private Italy fireworks show um, open bar and past hors d'oeuvres no cheese but I'll still be there <laughs> he's throwing it up on that no cheese <laughs> we, tried, we, we are, tried to get you cheese we, we, we are shooting <laughs> we are shooting for every, I'll bring my own cheese I'm smuggling I'll, cheese I'll smoke in you, I'll Monday. smuggle you some craft singles in oh right. <laughs> craft singles <laughs> feel them right up your nipples pop pop showed up with jokes <laughs> at the very end that'll be okay um, <laughs> yeah if you want in but message yes. Sydney <laughs> She'll tell you the details on how to get in on that. It's only eight spots left. Listen, you get to dress fancy. You have to dress fancy, 1920 style. Uh, people are going to be walking by thinking you, we are some kind of something. You know why? Because we are. Well, we have the whole. Also, hey, we have we have a full uh, 25 people going on our fishing trip that got filled up. <sighs> That's crazy. Completely, That's crazy. and it's booked. So we will have the three sheets navy in effect throughout uh, Bay Lake. And um, Seven Seas Lagoon, right? Yeah. Yeah, they'll bounce, they'll so, bounce back and forth. Yeah, so uh, that'll be fun. Be, be watching the page, see the pictures of those when they come in and see who, I, who I, gets I the gotta, belt this year. Three Sheets Navy, I got a seaman on my ship, so. Uh, yeah, you do. You got a seaman yeah. on your ship. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not proud of it. I'm not bragging. <laughs> man, I mean, so I'm just kind of. Wait. Are you, on, are you on my boat? No. No. Yes, I am. Okay. Maybe. Oh. I forget. What? <laughs> Me too. I haven't made a... Uh, any, you know what? This is neither here or anywhere. Um, I don't get edited. Yeah. Todd, give me, some <laughs> give me some closing remarks and make them good. Make somebody cry, uh, would you? I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Um, no, it was, it was fun. <laughs> um, it was uh, kind of nice to see what you guys go through. Um, having you know a, a day to prep for this was not fun with with my line of work and the shit show we have going on right now but um you know pulled enough stuff together to pull it off and i mean that's yeah, that's how it, we it, roll it was a good time and like I, I, you know i actually <laughs> learned some stuff and i'm gonna make it a point to you know stop at casey's and and listen to the piano and and make a point in epcot to find the jammer Get a hot dog. Um, no footlongs no break your tooth out ask c match <laughs> uh, yeah i want to see i want to you know make make time for these these acts that uh that I don't always uh, stop and see. Like you say, you, you hear the music and you just think it's part of the ambiance. You think it's just part of the atmosphere, but it's actually, you know, some, some actual entertainment going on. So, um, 
you know, definitely made me look at look at the side of Disney that I don't normally look at. So it's, it, was, it was a good time. I had a lot of fun. You're welcome for us having you on the show, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, well, first, You're for first I want remarks. to start off by saying uh, thank you for having and me on the show. That's how you do it, Todd. <laughs> See, that's how you do it. <laughs> uh, no, like Todd said, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm really like honored, happy that you you guys picked my suggestion because um, as I was uh, when I emailed Landon earlier to ask him if I could ask him questions, basically I said. It's, it's like Todd said, you know, a lot of the times the instrumental music gets kind of thrown in with the ambiance of, of the parks. And, you know, there's a lot of visual comedic stuff that goes on with them. I mean, even Main Street Philharmonic talks to the crowd and interacts with the crowd, too. And I think it's just another layer of, of what we love about the parks that a lot of people, again, will, will stop and watch for a minute and then just kind of keep going about their day and might be just, you know, slightly underappreciated for A, the talent that these performers have, and then but also the, the fun and the, the atmosphere that they bring to the, the different parks or brought in, you know, regards to future core and stuff like that. So... Uh, it just it was really cool to talk about this and again i learned stuff too i mean as a musician i the casey's corner stuff was awesome and i'm definitely going to sit there and watch him play next time hopefully when we get to go sooner rather than later and but yeah thank you again for having me on and it was it was just a blast it was really fun so all right then uh it's a good show and i'm going to end it right here with uh same way and all of them because you know thinking up something new takes effort i want to say thank you <laughs> to every one of you for adulting around at Disney with us tonight, even though we just kind of stuck to music and stuff like that. But I urge you to remember this is not goodbye or farewell. It is see you real soon. So good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night, guys. And thank you! <sighs> Todd, did you say good night? I said good night. Yeah, your face made a weird thing, and I wasn't <laughs> oh, sure what was happening. Good night, everybody. Can you just cut that in earlier? Also, um, Ed, really appreciate you guys having me on. So then, if you could take that and cut that in, so I don't look like a complete asshole, that would be really cool for, too. For you, I will. You, I will make sure that gets put, put in. Put it like right in the middle of something he was saying, just like. Uh, <laughs> no, that would be rude. I don't, I don't want to paint Todd awkward in a poor space light. for it. He has it. He, he has enough trouble on his own. <laughs>